Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kenoki. That's me. Today's topic is more about organization, but not about office, not about job site, not about your work vehicle. It's about diet, sleep, and stress. I've always known that these were super important factors, but it took me a while to realize how important, how they are interrelated, and how they affect my work and my output. Because when you're young, the exercise you're getting in the trades while working is enough to keep you relatively fit. However, with age, as metabolism slows, you stop being that ripped young person, putting on weight comes easy. And then we write it off as being getting old. Now, in the last topical episode, I did talk about organizing. It was real basics, but still things you have to conquer. There's so much more to it. And this might seem like a tangent, but it'll come around. But one day a few years ago, I was trimming out a new home. And I was bending over my big old belly day after day. Been seven years in the making. And every year I said I was going to lose it. And I got older and it got bigger. And I had lost 10 to 20 pounds on numerous occasions. So, you know, 5, 10 kilos and only to put it back on with a little extra each time as my seasons get busy because I'm just driving so after my season wound down that year I was thinking about my overall health and the trajectory I was on and though financially it looked fine and I was relatively healthy uh, relatively healthy didn't make sense it's not enough because here I am this guy who can plan the heck out of a project plan a house, execute it, estimate time, mostly nail it. But I had no plan for diet, stress, or sleep. And that really put it in perspective for me. I know I wasn't sleeping enough for years. I know I ate too many calories. The evidence was apparent. I know I was very stressed much of the year because I was grumpy, I'm stress eating, and I'm lying wide awake in bed at night. And these three things, if I had organized them earlier in my career, I believe it would have been an even bigger game changer than what I've got going on now. So it occurred to me after recording last week's episode that I should incorporate this now. It's so easy to form bad habits and justify them when we get busy. It's so easy just to let that go. Just drinking some coffee here. So check it out. It might sound familiar. You're not sleeping well. You wake up feeling bad because you didn't sleep well. You don't have time to make food because you hit the snooze bar so many times. You might grab some high-calorie food like granola bars or something on your way out the door, or you might grab a breakfast sandwich. You forget about lunch, and when you finally buy it, you eat it all. Then you come home hungry and start snacking before dinner. Sound familiar? No plan. And then you actually rationalize it so you can move on and feel good about your decision and think about other stuff. Look, I'm no doctor, I'm no dietary expert, I'm not The Rock, I'm no Vin Diesel, though I do love Vin Diesel. 
Fast and Furious. So good. Let's do this. Anyway. No Vin Diesel. But I did organize and solve my diet, sleep, and stress issues. And I'm still dealing with it. There, it's It's good. And there's bumps. But it's happening. So I'm going to talk a little bit about diet first. You know, do you think about it? Do you eat vegetables? I didn't eat that many. Uh, burgers, soda, sweet drinks, energy drinks, lots of calories. And I'm not going to throw a ton of statistics at you. Just a little bit. But a recent study did show that 70% of tradesmen eat unhealthy food at work and that most tradesmen eat nearly twice the calories they should be in a day. It's also well known that humans grossly underestimate the number of calories in the food they're consuming and that people in general eat 1,000 to 1,500 calories more in a day than they need. Remember when Brian Kaplan talked about the planning paradox in episode 23? He was talking about the fact that we are terrible at estimating when we shoot from the hip. Ballparking. And just like estimating time or money, that requires research to do it effectively. So does planning food. But how? Uh, it starts by making healthy food easily accessible so you can, for instance, pack your lunch easily and you don't have to think about it. You can just grab, you've got portions made. So I, I portion out a bunch of food at the beginning of the week. Some of it gets frozen. Um, some of it's just in little containers that I can grab. And it's really easy once you get going on it. You just have to find stuff you want to eat that's good for you. And, and that, that, you know, that you still enjoy because it doesn't have to be painful and you don't have to like cut certain things out. You know, I tried that protein thing for a while and it just wasn't, I was hungry all the time because I'm hungry all the time. It's just the way it is. So I just make sure I get some protein, veggies and fruit in every one. Um, my protein usually canned smoked salmon or canned halibut, which I make over a period of few days once a year after a big catch. And it's awesome because I get to eat fish that I caught for about half the days of the year. Though my most recent trip was kind of a bust. We went down the Copper River and dip netted for sockeye salmon and caught a bunch of king salmon that we had to throw back because there was emergency closure on kings. But anyhow, make your lunch easy and fast to pack and, and you'll save money. You won't, I mean, not eating out is such a, I mean, in a week, you will save so much money. In a month, think about it. And you'll just feel better about what you're eating. What you like to eat is up to you. I love cooking and I love eating. I was a cook for a number of years and what seemed like another lifetime ago now. Um, I cook awesome food for dinner. And then I would always eat too much, though. Now I generally stick with the idea that one serving is enough. enough and I try to let the urge to eat more pass. And usually I feel satisfied, you know, in a little bit. Just letting that feeling pass. Rally is if you want to lose weight for real, you need to calorie count as part of your program just to get an idea of what's in food. Because I used to laugh at this. I did. I, was, I, I thought that was nonsense. But then when I started doing, I started seeing how many calories are in certain things that kind of surprised me, like peanut butter. Um which I love, but I don't really eat much of it anymore. Um, and I kept at it. And I got obsessed. Um, 
But I started taking a hard look at why I was hungry. Was it stress? Was I really hungry? Was I dehydrated? And once I was planning uh, meal eating and, and, and I wasn't snacking, I could really look at the hunger and ignore it. Or I'd just go for a walk and forget about it. That's an awesome way to just, when you go for a walk or do a little exercise, was, that hunger kind of subsides. And, and, you know, when I'm exercising a lot, I feel like I don't eat as much as when I'm lethargic and low energy and I just want to eat crap. So, and I can't believe I'm in a place in my life where I'm making suggestions to other people about diet or hosting a podcast for that matter. But I'm also at a place where it's finally under control and it's making a huge difference. So maybe it's beneficial for some of you to know that someone's experiencing what you are. Um, all right, so sleep. It's super easy to blow off bedtimes and have a, you know, a kind of regimented sleep. But you all know that when you go to bed at the same time, you wake up at the same time and you feel better. And, and when you stay up late on the weekends, it takes days to recover from it. Even if you just stayed up late, you know, doing nothing, it throws off your schedule. So, um, but I, you know, it's, yeah, whether you, whatever you're doing, but, but eight hours of sleep is awesome. And I can tell you because I've been getting it almost daily for over a year now. And it was not easy to get here. Before I said that I'd lost a, a bunch of weight several times over the years, but I always put it right back on when I got busy. And I thought my lack of sleep and stress cycle was a huge factor because in adults, here's more data, more statistics. In adults, sleeping four hours a night compared with 10 hours a night appears to increase hunger and appetite, in particular for calorie-dense foods high in carbohydrates. I stole that line directly from the Mayo Clinic website. So me, I go to bed and, and at 10 and I get up at 6. I have a sleep setting on my watch that reminds me to wind down. Um, sometimes I blow it off a little bit, but it, it, it screws me up if I do. And that's also because I'm older. But, I, you know, I, the other thing I did is I finally spent the money for a sleep test. I've known I've always had sleep apnea. And uh, long story short, now I have a CPAP, which means continuous positive airway pressure. It's kind of a mask that goes over your nose or under your nose in my case that keeps air flowing into my head when my breathing gets shallow or stops. It's not sexy. No. And paired with a night guard, it's, you know, no. It, but And I sound like Darth Vader when I wear it, but, uh, but I sleep. I achieve REM sleep. I wake up once a night maybe and go to the, and use the bathroom, but that's it. You know, it used to just lay there. But this was all part of getting all three of these things under control. And um, it's not sexy, but it's a game changer. And I've had the CPAP for just over a year, and it was expensive. But uh, I can tell when I haven't used it in a few days. If I'm out camping or something, I definitely get groggier and, and, uh, it was well worth the money. Maybe you might not. I mean, that's a, that's an extreme thing. Maybe you don't need that, but, um, I think apnea is really, uh, a huge factor in, in stress and diet. And cause more sleep means less appetite and less opportunities to eat. I definitely used to be guilty of snacking before bed. 
Um, but now I like to go to bed on an empty stomach because I just feel better. Sorry, I moved away. I keep moving away from the mic. So stress. Um, you know, it's tricky and it's hard to avoid, but it compounds when you eat crappy food and don't sleep well. And then when you kind of beat yourself up for not doing the things you know you should be doing, it adds to your stress. Um, so I think getting my, my food and my sleep under control really contributed to decreasing my stress. But the other things I also did is, you know, since 2016, when I had my, probably my, you know, my, my tougher year in terms of taking on a massive workload and not having balanced with anything else. Um, I've definitely always had plans in, in, in order, you know, organizing to work smarter and not harder. And, you know, that's really helped because I keep, I'm always working on that. I, and with that kind of comes, it's reduced my workload a little bit. I've also don't do as much work as I used to, but I've reduced the amount of work I need to do because I'm doing a lot of things repetitively. And, uh, and go back and listen to that episode with, with uh, Brian Kaplan, episode 23, because we really get into some good uh, organizational stuff on that. Um, so having more organization in place. And I exercise daily. If, if not, at, my, at minimum, I try to get my 10,000 steps in. So that way I know I'm walking 30, 35 miles a week. That's 50, 60K. And I feel really good when I do that. And just moving helps so much. And you, and you, you're, when you do it daily, you're getting your metabolism up a little bit. Cause the, you know, the work movement's not, you know, doing repetitive work movement is not really awesome exercise. Uh, as you know. So I got my diet and sleep under control and I'm just happier. My stress is lower, way lower. Overall benefits of all this three things, you know, weight loss, no more acid reflux. I had mad acid reflux because of my, the way I was eat, what I was eating. I definitely have a much less carbs in my diet. I eat whatever I want, but I just eat less of it. And I feel like carbs gave me really bad acid reflux. It's gone. I don't have to take anything for that anymore. Uh, my old man aches and pains have subsided. The basic back pains and stuff that I was waking up with because I'm not carrying around a bunch of extra fat now. Uh, it's amazing, actually, because in my in my late 30s and early 40s, I even felt like, oh, man, I'm getting some old man issues here. And and all of it's subsided. Uh, and I'm more positive in general. And I think it's a, I'm getting a noticeable response by my by my clients. So in the end, it's worth it to organize diet, sleep, and stress because those are three basics that you can easily control in a world where we're just trying to keep everything in order. I mean, our, our lives as contractors, whatever kind of contractor can be so chaotic, but you can really, if you have your diet, sleep, and stress under control, you can achieve your daily duties so much more easily. Because you're clear uh, and you feel good about yourself. And there are options because this is this can be overwhelming. There's apps like Noom that get in the psychology of eating. Uh, and there's coaches. And, you know, I've used some other outside stuff because it is super challenging. And 
Uh, my next guest is uh, Vinny, Vinny Vecchio, and he's a coach for construction workers in their weight loss journey. And he's the unstoppable tradesman on Instagram if you want to check him out. Uh, he's got some great uh, success stories there. And uh, that's it for the show today. Um, right now, I'm going to give a shout out to John Arnold in Hubble, Michigan, who says, this is his review on iTunes, Mike's podcast is great. Each episode packs a lot of information to a little bit of time, and the advice is solid. It's beef jerky. There's always plenty to chew on, and it's high value, tasty, and goes down easy. Great show and great information. John, thank you. I took a picture of this and posted this review on Instagram, and Carmen Hansberry, who I interviewed a while back of Carmen Hansberry Design, commented that it was, in fact, top-shelf beef jerky. Cut it out, you guys. You're really blowing my head up here. All right, everybody. Please leave any questions or comments or reviews on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, as it's the only place to leave a review for a podcast. And it's a great way for you to let me know what you think. And check this out. A while ago, Daniel Preston sent me a, a note saying that the content of the show was good for new and experienced contractors, which I really appreciated. And I asked if there was anything he didn't like or that needed help because I'm just here talking into the ether. And he said that sometimes he wished I asked someone a question that I didn't. And that's, that's good input. And what I suggested is that if there's a question that you would have wanted me to ask one of my interviewees, Post it in a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or on my Instagram account uh, on at the Contracting Handbook, and I'll get your question answered. I'll contact them because that'd be an interesting way for us to add a, a layer of, of of interaction between us all here. And then tell me where you're writing from, and I'll give you a shout out and your town a shout out from Fairbanks, Alaska. All right, that's all I got. Later. Thanks for listening today. Go ahead and email me if you want to be on the show or want to tell me what you like or don't like about it at my email, info at thecontractinghandbook.com. And this is where I say, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe wherever you source your podcast. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Later.